Okay, welcome back everybody to our podcast. Uh, to pick a topic for today, we decided to put our heads together and find something that we both love. We wanted to share a little bit about a food that was a staple for both of us growing up. Yeah, so both of us are Hispanic and share a lot of similarities in our families and backgrounds. If you're new to our podcast, you might not know that my family is from Venezuela and Manuela's is from Colombia. And for the food we picked, we ended up choosing empanadas. Not only did we want to talk about how delicious they are, but to also look deeper into where they originated and how they have changed throughout time. For those of you who don't know, empanadas are a type are a type of fried Latin American hen food that can be found as an appetizer at a restaurant, on the go from a street vendor, or made at home. The little half-moon-shaped pastry can be filled with meat, chicken, cheese, or whatever is around. Yes, eating empanadas always brings to mind being reunited with my family and the good energy of the atmosphere. I hear Spanish music playing, people talking loudly, maybe horns honking if you're in the city, or the crashing of waves if you're on the coast. Street vendors on the corners of Bogota and Caracas will yell for your attention as you pass by their carts, shouting out their food and deals of the day. It's very tempting to stop at each one. But once you do give in and buy the empanada, the sweet ladies will offer you hot salsas and lime as toppings. One constant variable in every scenario is the satisfying crunch of the first bite into an empanada. You'll definitely get your fingers a little greasy from the fried goodness, but it's not even worth it to stop and wipe. Between squeezing the lime into every bite or jelly running down the side onto your fingers, it quite literally becomes a delicious mess. So it's interesting that we both share this common food and culture in our lives, but we do find small differences between them. One of them we found is how we generally eat our empanadas. Right, so I grew up on the southern coast of Venezuela, where seafood empanadas are very popular. But I would would definitely say that the typical (laughs) Venezolano prefers cheese empanadas, including myself. I personally like to balance the saltiness of the cheese with strawberry jelly for the perfect sweet and salty combination. Actually, after moving to the U.S., I did not have empanadas for a while because it was hard to find the right cheese to fill them with. It took my dad a lot of trial and error with different types of cheese to finally get anywhere near the flavor I knew when growing up. Now my dad usually makes them for dinner when I go home to visit because he knows I love them. That is so interesting. I've had cheese empanadas before and they are delicious but the way I've had them is with a little bit of uh, sugar sprinkled on top. When I think about empanadas I automatically think of the meat and potato combination I grew up eating. I was born in Colombia but I was raised here in the United States with my family so I grew up eating traditional Colombian food at any chance and indulging in so many empanadas. My family doesn't make them at home, but rather we go to a Colombian restaurant nearby or take them to go to satisfy the craving. Sometimes I would eat four in one sitting, which was so much that my family started calling me empanada queen. Oh my god. (laughs) It's so funny (laughs) to see how the same food has significance in our lives despite the difference in flavor and country. Yes. History. Transition. Mm -hmm. So to figure out what empanadas truly are, we look deeper into their history. We found that the name empanada comes from the verb empanar, meaning to wrap or coat in bread. The empanada originated in Galicia, Spain during the Moorish invasion. The Moors introduced rice, oil, and almonds to Spain, which were all groundbreaking to new dishes. They also introduced the concept of oil frying food, hence the birth of the empanada and all other fried treats. It's actually believed that empanadas and very similar calzones are both derived from the Arabic meat-filled pies, samosas. 
in Galicia and Portugal, an empanada is prepared similarly to a round pie, which is baked and then cut in pieces, making it a portable and hearty meal for working people. The filling of a Galician and Portuguese empanada usually includes tuna, sardines, or chorizo, sometimes even pork loin and fish. The meat or fish is commonly in a tomato, garlic, and onion sauce inside the bread or pastry casing. The earliest mention of empanadas we could find is in a medieval cookbook that dates back to 1520s, although people theorized they were around since before that. Empanadas reached Latin America and the Philippines after the Spanish colonization. The Filipino empanadas evolved from the Spanish ones in the way that they do their filling. Unique spices and different flavors were added, and it is impossible to determine what combination is the definitive Filipino empanada. However, they are known for their sweetness. In case you were wondering what type of empanada you're eating, if it is unusually sweet, it is probably a Filipino empanada. And in the opposite hemisphere, different versions and recipes slowly spread through Latin America, with each country adopting their own take on the original Spanish pie. Countries might even have different versions of empanadas depending on how segmented its regions are. Uh, in the northern region of southern South America, particularly in Venezuela and Colombia, there was a switch towards corn over wheat as the main ingredient for the dough because it is easier to grow there. It's uncertain when or where the switch occurred, but the reasons are clear. Corn is a staple food used throughout native Venezuelan and Colombian gastronomy, and the switch is a mixture of Spanish and indigenous cultures. Another major change regards the filler. As Pedro mentioned, in Spain and Portugal, empanadas were filled with tuna, sardines, olives, and pork. But in South America, they adapted to what was available, which was cheese, potatoes, beef, and seafood. It is also standard in Venezuela and Colombia to fry empanadas. However, this is another deviation from what most countries do today, um, including Spain, which is baking a wheat-based dough. And actually, that ties into the next topic. Like you said, Venezuela typically makes their empanadas from corn-based flour, and there is a popular brand that sells bags of ready-to-use flour called pan, P-A-N. It is pre-cooked <laughs> white cornmeal, and it is the primary product in preparing culinary dishes in Venezuela, from empanadas to arepas. They are all made with pan. It is an iconic ingredient in Venezuelan cuisine, and it has always been readily available in any grocery store. I cannot remember a time when it was not sitting in my pantry at home, but ironically, now it is easier to find in any other part of the world other than Venezuela because of the economic situation there. Food shortages have wiped out so many products from so many stores, including the infamous pan, leaving Venezuelans without such a day-to-day -day staple food. And for more background on that, Venezuela was once regarded as the most powerful and profitable country in South America, with one of the biggest oil reserves in the world. During his nearly two decades in power, late President Chavez focused government spending on welfare programs to keep the lower class happy. Without reducing dependence on the oil industry or government spending, the growing budget deficit set up the economy for failure if oil prices were to drop, which they did. In the last decade, millions of Venezuelans have sought refuge in neighboring countries to escape from economic crisis. One of the most affected countries by this has been Colombia. International aid agencies and local NGOs officially put the number of Venezuelans in Colombia today at around 1.4 million. The immigration of Venezuelans into Colombia has caused a number of changes that the Colombian economy was not prepared for. For example, there are millions of displaced and unemployed immigrants within Colombia who are looking for work, but without proper documentation, they legally cannot be hired. Despite this, a large majority actually are hired. 
It's estimated that three out of four Venezuelans in Colombia are currently employed, but they're doing so without work permits. This causes a huge loss for the Colombian state in taxes and an increase in demand of public services. It's a really tough situation for everyone still in Venezuela as well. The economic downturn has been felt by everyone. Yeah, I definitely felt it what I lived, while I lived in Venezuela, but like, usually it's hard to perceive political and economic changes when you're growing up given that they're not meant for a kid to understand. But I have clear memories of my school's cafeteria, the food and the candy they offered, and the prices. An empanada was worth two bolivares when I was in fourth grade. By the time I reached seventh grade, an empanada was worth little over 50 bolivares. I remember trying to convince my mom that I needed more lunch money because every month the price was steadily rising. I have not been to Venezuela in a long time, but I hear the prices in my old cafeteria are not any better. The cafeteria is just a small representation of what was happening throughout the whole country. Yes, for sure. Uh, in 2016, Venezuela entered hyperinflation. Uh, by 2017, the inflation reached 863%, and in 2018, it was at 130,060%. So, kind of on the same note, those Venezuelan immigrants coming into Colombia are all in a little town on the border with Venezuela called Cucuta. Oh yeah, there are a ton of videos that really capture what the situation looks like and the constant influx of refugees. Venezuelans coming to escape the conditions they were living in, with only two to three hours of electricity and water every day, little to no gas or toilet paper. And of course, such little food is available available to them. It's so heartbreaking to see. The little border town, Cucuta, is experiencing a huge mix of culture and identities with both Colombians and Venezuelans living side by side. There are international humanitarian aid organizations present in Cucuta fighting against the overwhelming state of malnutrition of everybody. One young Venezuelan, Ramiro Cardenas, came up with the idea of a solar-powered street cart to sell empanadas, and he even has phone chargers attached to it for people to use while they're enjoying their empanadas. Both Colombians and Venezuelans enjoy his treats. It is honestly admirable. Just like Ramiro did, I believe it is a good option for Venezuelans to start food businesses. However, it is really hard for them to drop everything and go to Cucuta without the promise of a stable income or a place to live. We want to encourage the Colombian government to put more funding into refugee housing projects. With a place to call home, there is no doubt that a Venezuelan food business, like a market or restaurant, would benefit the refugee town by providing affordable and steady employment. Yes, that would bring so much more economic stability to the area. Obviously, there is needed aid and funding in many aspects, but we can't ignore the clear humanitarian crisis that is the lack of food. Empanadas bring a lot of options to the table. In South America, empanadas are pretty much as diverse as noodles are in Asia. Although they are enjoyed by every social class, they are truly the food of the masses because of their accessibility and affordability. Both the low cost of production and the consumer price of an empanada are low. They are also incredibly versatile since they can be stuffed with almost anything or everything. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. Looks like we're out of time. Tune in next time and make sure you try an empanada if you haven't already. But just make sure it's a cheese one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Okay. I think that was good. Yeah. We had like a couple's lips, but like they can be edited. They can be edited. Okay. And then we... How do we edit it? Um, I saw like a little... Okay, I'm just going to end this and call you on FaceTime. Okay. <laughs>